Hi, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. This is a marketing podcast like you haven't heard before. It's about real connections and honest conversations. Why am I here? To remind you that you can fly. If you're brave enough to listen to that calling inside you, I'm here to serve you and show you that marketing can and should be honest, that the truth sells and authenticity wins. So how can businesses and brands build a real and authentic audience? The Authentic Audience Podcast gives you insight into growing your business and marketing strategies to gain real followers and loyal customers. Each week, I create a space of radical honesty for thought leaders and entrepreneurs who have built successful businesses to share their insights on business, marketing, relationships, life, and spirituality. Each episode is sure to remind you the power of storytelling and truth selling. Get ready to get real, get raw, get honest, and keep growing. Magda Yalmarsen is a functional medicine practitioner focusing on supporting women to enhance fertility and address hormonal imbalances to have better digestion. She is also the sweetest mother of the two most adorable girls and has become a good friend and guide for me here in Santa Cruz during my pregnancy journey and is so knowledgeable and so thorough and one of the best sort of functional medicine coaches I've ever worked with on so many levels. And so I've been dying to have you on actually, since we met nine months ago, when I, it's funny, you've been a part of the ceremony with me actually seven months ago, because I still have three months to go. And I'm just so happy to have these conversations and welcome you to the show. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I am absolutely delighted to be here. It has been so fun getting to know you and learning how much information that you have at your fingertips. And I think one of the biggest things that I want to sort of share is in my journey, I've really had to like find my tribe Mm -hmm. and those people who are going to go the extra mile. And at the beginning, when all of my doctors and support team were basically like, this is it, you're going to be really sick and really no solutions. You were the one following up, checking in, like, how's the B12 going? Can we take like really cared in, in a way that nobody else actually has been focused on my nutrition and just overall well-being as much as you in that first trimester, which was so lonely. So I just want to thank you for being so supportive and just, you know, going above and beyond when it came to supporting me in those first few months. Yeah, absolutely. I know that time can be really lonely and in the medical world, conventional medicine, fertility and pregnancy, it can be really fear-based a lot of the time. So I feel like we really have to take back our own power around our health and our choices. And I'm a firm believer that just because you're pregnant doesn't mean you need to be tired and bloated. And there is another possibility. And sometimes just knowing that there's another possibility gives us the motivation and the empowerment to make different choices. Right. And I think that's so important because we don't know what we don't know. So I think you're such an expert in such a niche area of health and supporting women and so knowledgeable. And some of the stuff is so easy. Like it's stuff that we could be doing right away and things we could be paying attention to right now. So I can't wait to dive in and share more. And whether you are on the fertility journey or not, I think a lot of what we're talking about today is just basic nutrition and making sure your body is making sure we're just taking care of our bodies. You know, one thing, even being this sick, I realized, and I've been thinking about this last couple of days, like how adaptable our bodies are to suffering. Mm. And the first couple of months, I never thought that I could survive, you know, seven months of being this sick. And now not only have I survived, I'm working again. And, you know, and I haven't gotten any better. My body has just sort of adjusted. And I feel that so many of us are like, living with sort of chronic gut issues and digestive issues. And there's something we can do something easy. We can do to support our bodies and support our health. And sometimes it just takes that extra nudge from an expert that really cares and is really in your corner. So 
I'm excited to share a lot of what you showed me and taught me today, because I think it makes it like easier. You don't need to have this crazy diet plan or this, you know, crazy list of vitamins and things like that. It's like the basics. So we're going to start today with the basics, even though you're so knowledgeable and so thorough, like you've taught me about blood type and like antibodies and you're just so, so, so smart. So I want to hear more about your process, but before we dive in any deeper, I would love for you to just share a little bit more about your personal journey. You have such an interesting life and have gone through so much. I find, you know, you're, you're a mom of two, you're younger than I am. And I just feel like the wisdom, like you have this grandmother wisdom and it's so grounding. So anything that feels important to share, you know, about your story, your journey into doing what you do today, why you do it. And we can start from there. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I have to start with my mama. So sadly, when I was, let's see, I was 21 and my mom started having these really weird symptoms. She lost a lot of weight. Uh, she had really like severe back pain. Um, <clears throat> she had a good appetite, but she had like gray stool, you know, so I was her only, I was the only person with her. I'm an only child. She was a single mama. So I was fortunate enough that I could help take care of her. And we just went on this wild journey together, going from doctor to naturopath to chiropractor, just doctor to doctor, trying to understand what was going on. And I would just do all these Google search and research and trying to figure it out. And um, unfortunately, she was diagnosed with stage four cancer. And I was the one to be there with the oncologist and like get the news and then share it with her. And that was one of the really one of the best summers of my life because I just got to be with her. Um, and she ended up passing away just a few months after her diagnosis. And so that really just made me question a lot of things. Um, you know, why, why couldn't the doctors figure that out? Why wasn't there any labs drawn? What, like, what, why is this so hard to figure out when someone was so obviously so ill? Right. Of course, like pancreatic cancer is one that's more challenging to figure out. But now with the information I have, I'm like, oh my goodness, there were so many clues that we could have seen that so much earlier. Mm. Um, so that's really where my path into wellness and having awareness around our choices and how that can really influence our biology. And then fast forward, I was studying biochemistry and biology at UCSC and then trying to decide, do I want to go on to go to naturopathic school or what do I want to do here? Just trying to figure out what, what was going to make the most sense. At that time, my daughter was maybe just like six months old. And I was like, whatever I'm going to do, it has to be the thing that I'm really going to do because right. I'm not willing to take time away from my sweet baby to just, you know, spend 10 more years at school. So I was so fortunate. I found the school of applied functional medicine and it has been such a game changer for me. Um, the school is phenomenal. It is accredited. So every three years they, um, update the information. And so it has been such an incredible resource for me to help help me understand how to puzzle piece, how to look at these different symptoms that someone has and identify what's at play. Is there a nutrient deficiency? Is there a microbial dysbiosis? And um, in functional medicine, we really look at the body as a full interconnected system. So rather than like conventional medicine, where you'll go see a different doctor for different ailments in functional medicine, we recognize how it's all connected. So your headaches and your leg cramps and your constipation, hmm, it's all connected in what nutrient might you be deficient in? Hint, hint, often that could be magnesium, which is such an important electrolyte that many, many people are deficient in because it's challenging to get from our, um, our food source because our soil doesn't have as much magnesium as it once did. So that's sort of a very short story of how I got here, but my passion for functional medicine really just comes through every single day. I have a session with a client and then I'm helping them connect the dots and they're just like, wow, it makes sense. So it's so, so fulfilling. And, um, 
something I'm also just really grateful in my own life to be able to understand my own biology and my own symptoms. And um, while I personally haven't had any extreme diseases or diagnoses, I know that from what I've learned through functional medicine, I've been able to identify some of the nutrient deficiencies or some of the dynamics that I have had. And by changing my lifestyle, by changing the choices I make, that in turn is helping me to feel healthier and have more balance in my own body. Yeah. I mean, thank you so much for sharing all that. And I just can't imagine going through that at 21. I mean, I didn't even know I was alive at 21. And so (laughs) just, you know, your story and journey is really inspiring to me and puts so much in perspective as I've gotten to know you. But I would love to just share a little bit of my experience of working with you in the process, because I think functional medicine among some of these other types of coaches or practices that are out there holistically, um, it feels like we might, we think we should know more than we do. For example, I always use Ayurveda as an example, or even astrology, because people think they know what astrology is because they know their sun sign. Right. So I think just like taking a little step back on functional medicine and what it actually is, because it's more than like, you know, a nutrient coach or something like it's a real deep dive and a real commitment on both parts on the part of the client. And of course you as the practitioner to stay in it and like get to the bottom of it. And I was blown away by the thoroughness of your process and how knowledgeable you are. And I've had blood work done, you know, a thousand times in my life. And the, the energy that you put into looking at the same blood work, right. That all of my doctors have been looking at also my, um, you know this, but my platelets are high. And so I even went to a blood doctor who specializes. And I thought he was like in a totally nerd out. Turns out you are the nerdiest. Yes. <laughs> that made me so happy. And you dove deeper into my blood and into those findings than anyone ever has. And I learned so much about myself and Basically, the first thing that happens is I just explained my symptoms. Some things I didn't even know were quote unquote symptoms, right? I just thought this was like a part of me. Turns out I have been missing B12 for a very long time. And like you said, connecting these dots, it's actually been affecting my sleep. It's been affecting my digestion. Like you can actually go back to my life and see all these areas where this deficiency has affected my health and just overall well-being. And it wasn't really until I got pregnant and I was so sick. And I think oftentimes that's when people do decide, okay, I'm going to plot all the stops. Like I want to work with a functional, you know, medicine coach or something like that. Right. And so at that point, it's just about like, okay, how do we damage control? Right. Mm -hmm. But I think if I had found you a little bit sooner or even knew that this type of process existed, it would definitely be something I would have wanted to invest in. We just don't know what we don't know. So it started with like the most thorough deep dive into my health, my journey, my body than ever before from any doctor or specialist I've worked with. And from there, you basically looked at my blood and looked at my blood work and gave me this like very custom, very specific analysis that couldn't have been more on point that was going on with my body and also immediate solutions. And the solutions were easy. Like chew your food, right? Like, (laughs) how much are you pooping? Pay attention. So I want (laughs) to dive into some of these things because yes, it has been super supportive on my fertility journey with pregnancy and especially having such an extreme pregnancy, which I have to say and own is very on brand for me to be having such an extreme (laughs) experience. Like I've surrendered a lot to why this is happening, but At the same time, having someone like you in my corner, you recently made me basically a custom guide for my third trimester based on my symptoms right now, which are heartburn, which are nausea, which are, you know, these very specific things that I'm experiencing. And based on hearing that, looking at my blood, you've created me this like really easy, right? It's just four supplements 
right. super affordable and then vitamins, nutrients, different foods. And you're just so knowledgeable about which foods are high in which nutrients and little suggestions about adding an herb or adding bone broth, right? Like really doable things. And so that's one thing that I want to just preface before we get into some of the nitty gritty is it's very doable. And that's what I love about your approach is it's so thorough, but it's not like you have to change your entire life. It's about adding in a couple of things, paying closer attention, seeing how that affects your body. So it's just been such a fun experience working with you. And I just want to thank you for your nerdiness when it comes to just looking at, like you said, I love what you said about functional medicine, looking at how it's all connected because there's like all these little facets of my life where I've even had like this eye issue. Right. And you even connected that. And anyway, such a fun experience. And I just can't recommend it enough to somebody that's like really wanting to take control of their health before they have the big diagnosis, before the big symptoms start to come. Mm -hmm. I think I wish I had known that something like this was possible and existed. And we met really naturally and organically, and it just kind of came up like, oh, let's do this together. And yeah, I'm just so happy to have found you when I did. So thank you. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) It's such an honor. Yeah. I think some of the things you mentioned about protocols can feel really overwhelming sometimes. And the more that we can just break it down and take these little baby steps, these little things we can shift. And this is often why when I create a recommendation for someone, of course, it's absolutely, absolutely individualized, but I also want to know, well, what are you already doing? What are you having first thing in the morning? What are you eating for breakfast? Are you snacking or do you already eat pretty consistent meals throughout the day? Do you stay up really late? Are you going to bed early? And then those foundational things that are really great, maybe we tweak a couple things and then we can build upon them. Because if I just make a protocol, okay, or a meal plan, you should make, you should eat this. Maybe that's so far from what you're already doing. And then people just give up because it's too challenging. We're busy. We have things going on in our lives. That's the thing. It's like, it's so funny because being so sick has like really forced me to prioritize a lot of this stuff, even though I've been having a lot of these symptoms for years and years and years. And it just took me getting to this level to be like, okay, this needs to be a priority because I like can't function anymore. Right. And so before we get there, before we get to that point, and before we dive into some of the specifics around fertility support, because I just love that you're offering such niche kind of ways to enhance your fertility through nutrition and diet. And, and it's so supportive and it's been incredible for me, but just some high level things you were talking about how these like everyday little choices can impact our lives. So I want to unpack that a little bit more and sort of talk about some of those everyday choices that you're talking about. And some of these sort of key things, when you first start to think about your own health and your own wellness, maybe you're for the first time thinking, man, I haven't thought about this ever. Great. We're going to start now. So what are some of those like key daily choices and just high level, you know, what can somebody start to think about that's wanting to call in a healthier lifestyle and just feeling better because we get so used to feeling shit and turns out magnesium makes a huge difference. Turns out vitamin B really important, right? So just like some of these basic things that you've found that people just don't know. Yeah. Great question. So the first thing that comes to mind is focusing on better digestion. So you may have heard disease begins in the gut. And I really like to focus on wellness begins in the gut because we need to be able to break down the nutrients from our food and then digest them really well and then absorb them really well. And then not only absorb them, but get them past the cell membrane and into ourselves. And that's when we feel that vitality. That's when we feel that energy. So oftentimes symptoms like bloating, belching, acid reflux, um, lower belly belly buddy, right? Um, Gas. Those are all signs that you could use some digestive support. 
And of course, there are some really incredible supplements that can be super, super effective in very targeted ways. Simple things like slowing down before you eat. It is so powerful. So oftentimes we want to jump to like, okay, yeah, yeah, but that's probably too easy, right? Like anybody can do that. Like what's get to the, get to the really juicy thing. No, no. We have to be in a parasympathetic rest and digest state. Otherwise, nearly all of the digestive juices like stomach acid and digestive enzymes and bile, all of these juices that play a vital role in ensuring that we actually can digest and absorb nutrients, they become impaired and we don't have the proper release because the body is preparing to fight or flight. Mm. And so making sure we're not you know, scrolling on Instagram, checking emails, like we really are taking a deep breath before we sit down and eat. Um, so slow, mindful eating, um, chewing really, 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 really well is super important because that's one of the only part of eating that's voluntary. So the more that you chew, you're increasing the surface area of the food and making it easier for your digestive juices to start, start to break down and separate all those minerals and nutrients. And another thing that I find, especially if you're someone who you, you, you're, you're burping, you're belching often after a meal or even hours after is make sure that you're not drinking large amounts of liquid while you're eating Mm. because the alkalinity of water or juice or things like this can dilute stomach acid. And we need good, strong, acidic stomach acid to help start to unravel proteins and just separate the minerals and nutrients. And we also need it for digestion and absorption of vitamin B12. Because when we have good, strong stomach acid, this allows for intrinsic factor to be released and help for B12 absorption further down the digestive tract. Other minerals that we see deficiencies of when people have insufficient stomach acid, zinc, magnesium, right? So that's so, so important to not be gulping lots of liquids, right? When you go to a restaurant, it's really common to get a large glass of water with your meal. And then maybe you order a drink, right? You're out with friends, you maybe get a beer or something, and that's just going to continue to to dilute stomach acid. So those are some pretty simple things that we can do to help our bodies to digest and absorb nutrients. And another thing that I see often that can really help people is focusing on getting more mucilaginous foods. So oftentimes when we have wear and tear on the gut lining from things like antibiotics, um, just if we have food sensitivities, if we have a dysbiosis, if you have any just sort of really bad indigestion in your lower belly or a really bad gas pain, um, this can be a sign of, yeah, just something's going on with your gut, right? So we want to help nurture the gut lining. And we can do this really easily by adding in mucilaginous foods. So one of the most common and accessible is chia seeds, right? And that was something for you that could, it's just a yeah. really simple thing. Let's add that in. It's also a great source of omega. So if you're not eating a lot of fish, which, you know, is tricky because of the toxicity levels, right? Then chia seeds can be a great option. You can just make a really simple chia pudding every morning. And then you're going to have that support to nurture the gut lining. I mean, these are all such doable things. And I remember when you first said this, like after we went for a walk and you were like, just chew your food, you know, like, cause I was right. so sick at this time. Like I couldn't really do a protocol of like vitamins. So I was just puking everything up. So you were like, when you eat, like chew your food. And I still now, when I'm like scarfing something down in between calls, I'm like thinking about you, like she would be mortified if she saw me eating this, you know, because nobody ever was like, slow down, take a deep breath to your food, wait till after to like, you know, drink water. Like don't be chugging it before just these really simple things that we don't know that we don't know. Right. And Mm -hmm. then when you start to implement these things, you just almost immediately start to feel better, especially with some of these key nutrients that I want you to share in a minute. Um, like almost within an hour, sometimes I could like feel the effects, especially with some of the prenatals and, 
vitamin B12 and things like that. And so it's really amazing when we start to like tune into our body, when I do scarf something down, like, of course I'm going to feel bloated. Like, of course I'm going to be belchy and of course I'm going to be gassy. And, and we start to think of these things as just like normal, like, oh yeah, I'm just like a burper or, oh yeah, I have indigestion. And it's like, well, there's actually a reason for that. And I want to talk about that actually down the line, because you've really reframed a lot of these symptoms as blessings, Mm -hmm. um, and sort of these like little points on a map to guide you to better health because our body's speaking to us. And I think that's been my biggest theme over pregnancy is like my body is so loud and Mm -hmm. really speaking to me in a way where I can't not listen. But what I've realized after meeting with you and just really getting clarity around this topic that my body has been speaking to me for a very long time Mm -hmm. and our bodies are always speaking to us. And then with those little pieces of information mixed with your knowledge, Hey, okay. That there's a clear issue in the gut, right? Like that's going to align here. Here Here's some key things you can do by starting with chewing your food, by starting with mindful eating, right? Not gulping drinks down, which like, who would have thought that not having a glass of water, right? Was actually going to affect my stomach acid and like breakdown of nutrients. Right. So it's just so valuable to have this information. And although it may seem so common and sort of like every day to you, I find in my own profession that, you know, you're the expert. And so even though it might seem like, you know, totally normal and second nature to you, it's completely foreign to somebody else. And so just reiterating and sharing these things, I think are so important. I would love to just go right into daily poops because I think this is sort of part three of digestion, right? Absolutely. And so while we're on the topic, before we get into some more like support around fertility and those types of things, I would love for you to just share a little bit more about this because you're really into poop and actually so am I. And I think if you've ever traveled abroad, it's really like what defines your health or not that day. And so I've been traveling with groups of people and it's like the topic of if you've pooped that day, or if you're constipated or like what's going on is really like pointing to how you're doing. And when I talk about your business is only as healthy as you are, I have this sort of survey that I take people through and it's like, how hydrated are you? How slept, you know, how much did you sleep last night? When's the last time you pooped? Like, how's your digestion? Because this is how you're showing up to work. Right. And so your business is only going to function at the level that you are. And just thinking about some of these things and how important it is and what you can do about it specifically around your digestion and detoxification with poop. I wish everyone was talking about it. And in my world, everyone is because we all have traveled, we have parasites, we have issues and it's like a common topic, but I don't know if that is for everyone. So let's make it common on this, on this conversation and tell me why this is so important to pay attention to. Right. So transit time, the time it takes for your food to move along the digestive tract is really important. Oh yeah. This is huge. I forgot about this. This was like a huge lesson for me. Yeah. So if the food is moving too fast, so you have loose stool, you have diarrhea, then you don't have time to necessarily absorb, digest and absorb the nutrients, right? We need the nutrients to fuel the tens of trillions of cells in the body, right? So loose stool can lead to poor mineral absorption, dehydration, all these kinds of things, right? But when we become constipated, we're not taking out the trash. And what happens there, the trash builds up and it gets funky and stinky and messy. So when we aren't passing a daily bowel movement, toxins can recirculate. And your liver is working so hard to process those toxins from your environment, right? Excess estrogens, just xenoestrogens, maybe heavy metals, all kinds of things that we're exposed to. And it takes amino acids, glutathione, key minerals, B vitamins to be able to process toxins in the liver. So we take toxins from being fat soluble, right? We store toxins in our fat as a beautiful survival mechanism. So they're not in our circulatory system and messing up our organs. And we convert them to be water soluble. 
And then we need bile. Oh, I love talking about bile because it's essentially, so your liver, um, let's see, bile is stored in the gallbladder and it's made in the liver. And at the right time of digestion, bile is excreted into the small intestine. And essentially it has many roles. It helps regulate the pH. Um, it has antimicrobial effects, but it's also the vehicle for toxins to be eliminated from the body. So when you're not clearing a bowel movement, those toxins are being recirculated. And so if you have any type of PMS, um, hormonal imbalances, these types of issues, those xenoestrogens and estrogens that your body's working so hard to get rid of, they end up recirculating and they recontribute to a you know, negative dynamic in the body. So we want to make sure we're having daily bowel movements. And oftentimes, Constipation can be due to dehydration, not enough fiber, insufficient magnesium, or some type of microbial dysbiosis can be at play also. That's so interesting. So basically transit time. Also, one thing you taught me is how long it takes for a meal to actually digest through the body and come out the other side. And that actually really got me thinking because I'm, you know, and this might be TMI, but I'll have like dinner. And then I realize the next day, like this is from that, right? Like it's not from what you just ate. Right. And I think that's the other thing that I'm like, if I, if I have a belly ache or, you know, an upset stomach after I ate something, it's actually chances are it's from the meal before. Right. And I'm like learning all of this and how things are making my body feel and paying more and more attention to the daily bowel movements. And my whole life, you're not going to be surprised by this. I was so constipated as a kid. I was eating those. If you guys were kids of the nineties, those like, they looked like rabbit food and tasted like chocolate. And they were like these pellets <laughs> that my mom would have me eat. I don't even think you can buy them anymore. Um, but to help me every night. Right. And it was painful and it was hard. And then you know, it's always been something in my life until I started taking magnesium, literally such like, a simple thing, right? Magnesium, a good probiotic, holy shit. And right. so literally, <laughs> <laughs> and so I just think like taking control and taking the power. One thing that you do really great is through all this information that you're sharing, it's really empowering. It's like, Oh, I can actually take care of this right now. I can have a glass of water. I'm probably dehydrated. And without these little reminders from you in my life, I wouldn't be thinking about chewing my food, drinking water as much as I am. And so it's just such an important reminder that there are these like key things that you can check in with every single day and usually adjust, you know, pretty quickly, unless of course, you know, you're having this big diagnosis or these extreme symptoms. But again, these early sort of reminders or these early notifications that, Hey, something's up. Let's try to do something about it. So I love that you're talking about all this. And I would love to just spend the next few minutes getting a little bit more specific around fertility, because there are some key vitamins that I was shocked. I had actually never even heard of choline mm. um, until you told me about it. And I'm like, why are we not screaming this from the rooftop? And so I know there's a lot of support that you provide around enhancing fertility, um, just in such a holistic way. And I want you to talk more about that, but starting with some of these like essential nutrients, especially as like a hormonal woman, you know, thinking about wanting to have a baby or are on the fertility journey or somewhere in this process, the hormones are just next level. Yeah. And what this process has been like, you know, for you as a mom and finding this information and sharing this information with people, I'm sure it's, you know, changed so many lives. So I'd love to just start with the basics and why these nutrients are so essential, especially for those people on their fertility path. Yeah, absolutely. Um, really the first thing that comes to mind is one nutrient or a uh, category of nutrients that we really need to focus on ensuring we have sufficient cellular uptake are the B vitamins. 
right? So that was something that was so game changer for you. I think in particular, it was vitamin B6, wasn't it? B5P. Yeah. So you can go, there's many prenatals out there, right? But as far as, you know, maybe you're wanting to get pregnant or in the near future, maybe you already are pregnant, go get your prenatal vitamin and make sure that the B vitamins are in the most methylated form. So for vitamin B12, we want methylcobalamin. For vitamin B6, it's really important for the P5P form. Um, I feel like vitamin B6 is like the superwoman B vitamin because there are so many little chains of interconnectedness that are at play with vitamin B6. So vitamin B6 is needed for proper serotonin synthesis, right? That feel good neurotransmitter. Um, And then we need good serotonin to be converted into melatonin for good quality sleep. Um, We also need it for GABA to um, glutamate to GABA conversion, the excitatory neurotransmitter to the more calming neurotransmitter to help ease anxiety, right? All three really important things when you're pregnant, you want to be feeling good. You want to be sleeping good and you don't want to be super anxious, right? Right. Check, check, check. Right, right. And then (laughs) vitamin B6 can also influence nausea, right? So ensuring that we have the most bioavailable form of those nutrients is really important. that we're getting it from our prenatal. And oftentimes when women have been taking oral hormonal birth control for many years, they can easily be deficient in vitamin B6 because that's one of the key nutrients that are depleted. Um, We need these B vitamins to be able to methylate. And that is so important for glutathione synthesis, which is the master antioxidant the body produces. We need it to be able to detoxify properly and for hormonal synthesis. So it's just a very basic key raw nutrient. These B vitamins, they're so, so important. So if you aren't taking a prenatal, if you aren't pregnant, even looking into a, um, a B complex can be really helpful. If you're sort of like, Ooh, I don't sleep good. Ooh, I am really anxious. That could be a really great thing for you. Um, you always want to start really low and slow. And of course, working with a practitioner is usually the best thing to do so that you have some guidance and support around it all. Um, but other key nutrients for fertility, um, I really always go back to the food that you're eating. So the three most common drivers of disease in the body, crap food, toxins, and stress. We just (laughs) can't lose sight of those things, right? You can be eating a really wonderful diet. Your digestion could be primed. You could have really low toxin exposure, but if you're stressed all the time, you're not going to get those results that you want. So fine tuning your diet, just making sure that, yeah, you're not eating a lot of crap food and crap food can look in like in beautiful packaging too, right? We just have to start getting used to reading labels. What is this? So focusing on eating real whole nutrient dense foods, things that don't. Yeah. That's one of your biggest things, which is so easy to do, you know, when you know what you're looking for, like what are some of your favorite, like most nutrient dense, like veggies or foods that you recommend? Yeah. So I am a big advocate for, um, healthy fats, right? If you can tolerate dairy, um, butter, yogurt, um, you know, always grass fed, because if we're not choosing organic and grass fed food, then our food is laden with pesticides and glyphosate, which is a very strong estrogen. It's a xenoestrogen. And that's going to really throw your hormones out of whack if you're not pooping daily, or if you're not clearing estrogen very well. So these healthy fats are really important, really good quality protein. Um, I feel that it's really important to have animal protein in your diet for fertility because it has so many vital nutrients. It has all those B vitamins and zinc. And, um, I think that if you are vegan or vegetarian, then you really want to focus on some targeted supplementation. If you're not getting the basic amino acids and nutrients found in animal protein, Of course, like legumes and lentils, those are also really great options that have good fiber as well to help pass a really great bowel movement. Um, Nothing makes me feel better than animal protein on this. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and that was something you and I talked about early on because you were kind of like, how do you feel about meat? And I was like, I'm, I'm okay with meat, you know? And you're like, great. Great. (laughs) Here's what we're going to do. This is so important. And so I think, especially when it comes to fertility, I've changed a lot. You know, I, I have been vegan, I've been vegetarian, but when it comes to really, again, tuning into my body and the signs. And I even remember with yoga, I used to teach hot yoga and I was in my late twenties and I was just like really into this, like daily hot yoga. And I decided to be vegan Mm. as part of it because I was just getting really into the practice of, of that, of that. And, um, I was so weak. I was like, not a good vegan, you know, and I wasn't getting those nutrients. And then I just one day for whatever reason, like before I went to class, I ended up eating chicken and I could like feel it in my blood, you know, Mm -hmm. and it took me having to go off of meat and try veganism to see just how weak it really made me. And then when I reintegrated animal Mm -hmm. protein back into my diet. It was also in a much more intentional way. And it was in a much more like sacred way, I think. Mm -hmm. And my relationship to it has changed so drastically because I know how, how good it is for my body and how much my body really craves that kind of nutrients. And now it's like almost ceremonial. And I've been like following a lot of these accounts that are really pro animal protein. And because I, you know, living in this day and age, I think we can feel a little bit guilty, especially where we live, like about not being vegetarian or vegan and my body like needs it to survive. And, and that's just the fact. And that's the way it is and owning that. And I'm so glad that you're an advocate for that Mm -hmm. as a, you know, somebody that's in functional medicine, because it was almost when you said, this is really good. And I really want you to, to incorporate this. It was almost like giving me permission that it was okay because there's like all of these sort of societal pressures with my lifestyle. And anyway, I just wanted to honor that because for me, it's just been like part of this ceremony of nature. Even I've never felt more connected to nature and like the animal body than I have being pregnant and seeing the way that nature works and seeing the way that animals live in the wild for like millions of years and to, to not be a part of that food chain and not be a part of that process, almost like now that I'm back into it and really loving it, it's very ceremonial. It's very primal. And it's like nature. And of course we don't want to be eating steaks every night for dinner. That's not what we're suggesting, but just the idea of like reconsidering a perspective of eating really organic grass fed, right. Animal protein has just been the biggest game changer. And I wanted to just like, er, and acknowledge that because can be a little controversial actually now promoting animal protein and eating meat. And I'm just like, so glad you do, because I think a lot of us need that permission, Mm -hmm. um, to put our bodies first sometimes, especially when we're trying to have a baby, like, especially it's like, we need all the support we can get. Yeah, we definitely want to boost the nutrient density of our food. So I'm sure that's something you've heard me chat about before. And I had a very similar journey where I tried going vegan for a while and I was just like, what is wrong with me? And then I finally ate some red meat, especially around my cycle. And I felt so vibrant and had so much energy. And so of course it is connected to our genes and our heritage and what have your ancestors been eating. Um, and some of the main like protein superstars I talk about a lot of my clients regarding fertility are eggs, right? Sometimes people are like, oh, I don't want to eat the yolk. No, please eat that yolk. Please, please, please. Because that is where the choline is, right? And choline is so important for cell membrane function and formation and fetal brain development. And there are, you know, it is found in other places, but eggs is such a really easy thing to make for yourself every morning. Of course, since you suggested it, you know, I was having avocado toast. It's like the easiest thing to add a fried egg, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Add a hard boiled 
hard boiled egg. And it's just like been such a game changer. And I feel different. I think that's the thing that I really want to share with people listening who are hearing these big words and hearing how knowledgeable you are. And it feels like it might be a lot of work and one, it's your body and it's your health. So like, if you're going to put work into anything, like, please let it be your health. But two, the work I've done with you has just allowed me to pay attention to and be really intentional with how I feel afterwards. So Mm -hmm. after I have that vitamin, you'll be like, well, how do you feel? Like, when did you take it? And how do you feel now? Right. So it's like, after I have eggs, if for whatever reason, I don't have it on my toast one morning. And then I do the next morning, I'm like, holy shit, I feel so different. And just paying attention to that. Like when you work with somebody like yourself, it's like, you're investing too financially. So there's this little more like, okay, I have to do this now. I I have to pay attention Mm -hmm. and it makes a huge difference. Just the awareness, you know, just the awareness of when I eat this, how do I feel? How long does it take for me to detox this out of my, like, like these very simple things that we can pay attention to without having to make very many changes at all. So yes, love the eggs. I think that that was a huge game changer for me too. Yeah. I'm so glad. And that is something you brought up some really great points around having awareness, how food makes us feel. So usually we notice when we feel like crap, like if we ate something, we're like, Oh my gosh, I feel awful. I'm never eating pizza again or whatever. Right. Right. But can we have more awareness around the foods that make us feel really good? And then, yeah, let's do that again. So I think that's so important. And also one thing I talk a lot about is prioritizing ourselves, prioritizing an environment for healing, right? And that comes down to our choices, right? What we choose to do first thing in the morning, what we're choosing to drink, what we're choosing to eat, how we're, cho- how we're choosing to eat. Are we stressed? Are we relaxed? All of these things are at play and it can be really challenging when you have children to prioritize yourself, but then you're reminded, oh, if I'm not doing well, I can't hold this together. So I have to prioritize myself so I can get dinner on the table, right? All of the things that our children just circulate around us because we are the sun, right? So that is so, so important. And as far as other things that are so critical um, is just, yeah, looking at the meals you're eating and how can you increase the nutrient density? Are you having enough protein? This is something I find women really just aren't eating enough protein. And they're like, yeah, yeah, protein, but like, no, no, but actually protein. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. So if you (laughs) eat your meal and within an hour or two, you feel hungry, that's a sign that we want to increase the nutrient density. So we want to have a little healthier fats, more fats, some more protein. And then I am such a big advocate for plants and vegetables. I have to chat about it because it's such a thing. I see so many things on Instagram and different places about one of my favorite kinds of vegetables, and that is cruciferous vegetables. So broccoli, cauliflower, kale, Brussels sprouts, all these things. So Cruciferous vegetables have compounds in them that help the body to excrete excess estrogen. So that's really important for women to help balance hormones, especially if you experience extreme PMS, because that is just naturally a more, right? It's a more estrogen dominant state naturally. But when we have excess estrogen and the body is struggling to properly clear it, then we want to assist in that process. And cruciferous vegetables can be such a blessing in that way. And if you do have a hypothyroid dynamic, you feel like you have a sluggish metabolism, sluggish to lose weight, just sluggishness throughout the body, then you just want to focus on cooking those cruciferous vegetables because that's going to break down the goitrogens that can influence thyroid hormone. And then you're still going to get all those other benefits to help clear excess estrogen and they are delicious and they taste good. Right. So the whole like raw kale in your smoothie, that might not be the best choice for you. If you maybe have a sluggish thyroid, um, and yeah, plants have are loaded with phytonutrients and antioxidants and minerals and nutrients. And we need those minerals and nutrients for proper hydration and proper, um, just fueling the cells of our body. Right. So that's so, so important, um, that I don't want to lose sight on just focusing on protein and fat, but yeah, we need those nutrients. I think you um, said to me once making sure that like my plate was really colorful, or maybe I, I watched you talk about that on Instagram and, 
Um, by the way, such a great follow. We're going to talk about all the ways that people can follow you, but so much of this information she's sharing, she's just like a wealth of knowledge on Instagram. And it's just such a beautiful brand and lifestyle that you've built because you really do walk the talk. You know, you're saying all these things, but then you're, I'm watching you make these meals for your family and you go to the farmer's market and it's become such a lifestyle for you. But that's one thing that I really have been paying attention to, like how colorful is my plate. Right. And if I look at it and it's just, you know, it's obviously missing something. It's just sort of like a key to pay attention to. Okay. I need to eat that later on. I also think being full has been really important because of my nausea. Mm -hmm. And so when I have gone to like choose meals or, you know, decide what I'm going to eat, being like, what's going to make me feel full for the longest, because anytime I'm not full, I'm nauseous. And so that's been actually like such a priority for me. And I feel stronger because I'm eating meals that actually make me feel full. And I've, it's funny because since I started, I was eating crap my first trimester. I couldn't, I mean, just bread. I mean, it was so bad. I was like scared to even text you, but now that I can actually keep things down, I'm like finding myself feeling a lot stronger and a lot healthier. I gained like a ton of weight, like a crazy amount of weight early on, um, in my first trimester. And since I started really paying attention, I'm also like freaking out about gestational diabetes, which by the way, my glucose test is tomorrow. So for those of you listening TBD mm-hmm. and so reaching out to you and getting that, those reminders of nutrients and like how to really avoid some of those sugars like fruit that I just have been, you know, eating by the gallon during this pregnancy. And I've really been prioritizing the protein, the leafy greens, some of these key nutrients. When I can't keep them down, I go and get an IV. So I like get them straight to the blood. Right. And I have all these hacks now to get my nutrients, but I've only gained in my second trimester, two pounds. It's like, I like at the beginning, it was just 20 plus pounds. I was like a different person and I hadn't gone to the, to the, um, doctor and I stopped weighing myself because that was just an ego nightmare. And so I only see my weight at the doctor and it had been eight weeks since I last went and two pounds. Mm. And I, I know this is because of my diet because I'm not walking anymore, any less, you know, and clay always talks about you know, and this is for another conversation, but he's always like abs are made in the kitchen. You know, it's not working out it's diet. Like it's so important. And I've found that with the pregnancy, like my health is like, so tied to what I'm eating. And it's really amazing actually. And especially with symptoms like nausea and heartburn, I'm even hype, even more hyper aware of like, what is causing the heartburn? What acidity, what spice, like what, I don't even put pepper on my food right now, you know, and it's just becoming hyper aware, but to the point where we're almost getting these little reminders. And I love how you talk about them as blessings. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like you hit on a lot of symptoms that people can be like, Oh shit, I'm a mess. You know, like I'm not sleeping. (laughs) That's kind of how I felt after my first session with you was, you know, I'm not sleeping. I'm high stress. Like I have all of these digestive things going on. I have like this weird eye issue. Turns out it's all related to B6, ding, ding, ding. Um, which by the way, I was deficient in when we looked at my blood. Right. So it's like, so what I love about this is you're so smart and intuitive, but then you're also like using so much science and data to sort of like holistically approach somebody's life and it's really powerful. And so it's the first time I ever got to experience it and just making some of these key changes, adding B6, taking magnesium every day, swallowing, like paying more attention to my daily bowel movements, actually chewing my food. And I'm feeling so much better and stronger in my second trimester because of that. So instead of feeling like really bummed out, maybe after listening to this, like, wow, I have like digestive issues. I have sleep issues. I want you to talk about your perspective as seeing these symptoms as blessings and and how we can use them as guides. Absolutely. So, so much in our culture, if we have a headache, we pop a pill, right? It's so much like quick fix. And we know just in functional medicine, 
a lot of times it takes time for these dynamics to manifest. So sometimes it can take time for the dynamics to resolve. And when we view our symptoms as a gift, it helps us to have more awareness of what's at play along our wellness journey. Mm. So if you are constipated, if you have headaches, right, whatever your symptom is, hopefully you have a, some tools that you can use. And if not, like give me a call, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. Connect. <laughs> but it can help, you know, if you have a headache, oh, have I drinking any water today? How do I have any electrolytes? Have I had much salt, right? Have, maybe I'm deficient in magnesium. Am I super stressed? Maybe I should go take a nap, right? We have to just get so honest with ourselves. And a lot of the time, like our intuition knows what's up, right? We just kind of want to push it aside and go, go, go. So really honoring where you're at and what's coming up for you is really important because then we can start to puzzle piece. That's what we call it. We put these pieces to the puzzle together and then, yeah, maybe we order some lab work and then we can identify what's at play. And I don't think I mentioned this before when you were talking about it, but in functional medicine, we look for optimal ranges. So within a lab marker, a reference range is like the statistical norm. And we all know like the average American is not very healthy, right? So we look for these functional markers, these optimal ranges that help us get a better view of what's at play. And then by also understanding what the marker actually means, what is it really telling us? Then we can start put the, putting the pieces together to understand what's at play, what's the really common driver here. And it almost always comes back to some component is shifting our lifestyle choices, is shifting our daily choices. Of course, Certain supplements can help meet the deficiency, right? Certain shifts in our diet, our lifestyle, all these things can be at play, but it comes back to our daily choices and what we're choosing. And so that awareness is so, so important. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. I just think there's, you know, and to bring it full circle, when we're paying attention to these kinds of things, like you learned with your mom, like once you learned all of this, you realized there were actually you know, signs earlier on, and there were symptoms that you could have helped support her in treating. And so I think taking care of our body and doing this kind of maintenance and this kind of investment is like more important to me now than ever. And so I really wanted to share you as a resource for people because I don't know all this information and I don't need to, but you do. And you know, the information that I need to know. And there are key things that anyone could take away, you know, like chewing your food and sleeping and magnesium and these like core vitamins that are so important to our optimal health. So I'm just so grateful for the work that you do. And you're so informative and knowledgeable. And what we didn't say is, um, your brand and your website and your Instagram is called the nourished mother, which is just so perfect for you. And it just makes me so happy seeing you thrive online and in your business. So I know you have some new stuff coming out, um, especially to support women on the fertility journey, but just nutrition in general, functional medicine. So talk to me about, you know, sort of the next step if someone's really interested in connecting with you or just learning more where we can find you, what you're excited about that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, of course, Instagram is such a fun place to connect, like send me a message, let's chat, let's get to know each other. Um, and I do have a newsletter that you have helped motivated me to get consistent with. Um, but I will have this guide ready for you all. It is the nutritional guide to enhance fertility. And whether you want to get pregnant or not, I really view fertility as a lifelong journey with ourselves and, um, focusing on increasing those nutrients, making sure we're getting those things. And there's some really great little recipes in there and some things that can really make a difference for also just clearing toxins, these really basic, but important things. So that guide will be available. Would love for you to check it out. Um, but yeah, that's where you can learn more about me. I cannot recommend following her enough. Her kids are adorable. She walks the talk. It's such a great, account that's like lifestyle meets 
real knowledge, like a lot of knowledge, a lot of info, a lot of education. And it's just really beautiful how you have created this for yourself. And for so many, you can also work with Magda one-on-one though. Um, you're quite full. So congrats by the way. Um, but you can definitely inquire about one-on-one support and just so much value, so much resource in checking out her website and following her on Instagram. So we'll make sure we put all that in the show notes. And my last question for you, just that I ask everybody at the end is, you know, your prayer for people who come through your world, who decide to really tackle functional medicine in their own life and what your wish and prayer is for people that find you work with you and, you know, are ready to take this next step for themselves. Yeah. Such a great question. I feel like my prayer for people that are listening to this, that come our way is to really get more in tune with understanding their unique biology, Mm -hmm. understanding their body and their symptoms, and to gain the tool set to make whatever shifts might be appropriate to live a long, vital, fulfilling life, Um, whether you're a mother or not, to really just live out your purpose and your peace and experience this life for what it is. I love that. And you can feel good doing it. And that is the biggest lesson you have taught me when everyone else was like, this is just how you're going to feel. You were like, no, I know that we can tackle this. You don't have to feel this way. And you're sort of going against the grain and saying, you don't have to feel like shit, whether you're pregnant or not. And it's about really listening to your body understanding those symptoms as blessings and making those small daily choices that will make a huge difference. So I just cannot recommend your services enough. Thank you for your time and for being here. I'd love to have you back on again because you're so knowledgeable. I feel like we could just talk so much. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so grateful for you as a friend and, you know, as my nutrition and functional medicine guide. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to be here with you. So fun. And to everyone listening to your food, take a deep breath, slow it down. And until next time, keep growing. 